0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Gumbo Live. Here's your host, BJ from Board Game Gumbo.
1: Hey, board gamers, BJ from Board Game Gumbo here, back in the gumbo pot. It's another episode of Gumbo Live, episode number 139. Gumbo Live is the number one Facebook Live talk show in Manchester, Connecticut, dedicated to board gaming. Our special guest tonight, We've got the Brant, my old buddy, Brant Sanderson, host of the Right Brain Rollers podcast. Uh, Steve will probably have a, a little link to his podcast in the show notes, but you can find it anywhere, iTunes, all those different places. We'll be talking about some spicy hot games tonight. We'll also play a game together, so get ready. And we're going to talk about the Dice Tower nomination, which just came out, a hot thing to talk about. A couple of quick show notes before I bring the Brant in. Hit us up on social media. On Twitter or on Facebook at Board Game Gumbo, and we'll be looking for your questions in the chat crew. But enough, Blather. Let's get right to our special guest. Let's see if I can get him in here. There he is. Hey! it's the Brant. He's a podcaster. He's a <laughs> board gamer. He's a teacher. He's a leader. He's a volunteerer. He's a dice towerer. He's a Marvel Champions. He's the Brant. Welcome in,
2: Brant. Hey! Thank you so much. Wow, I'm a lot of errs.
1: Yeah, I, was, I started to run out there for a second, but I mean, I could, I could have kept going on. I could have kept going on. He's the the fleet, the dicerer.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, that is such a great game. I still
1: run into people that play fleet the dice game, and the first thing that pops in people's minds are, oh, that's the Brants game.
2: That's right, <laughs> man. I played that game with everybody I possibly could. It came into our store like January second of 2019 I think or 2018 it's hard to remember which year it was and I just brought it with me everywhere I went and taught every single person hoping like within a calendar year I could teach as many people as possible you know
1: the brand, I know who you are in fact I'm wearing uh, just for you nice. I'm wearing dice tower con 2017 which is i think the first time you and I met if i remember I right. that's correct yeah yep. 2017 so I said you know what I'm gonna wear the shirt uh, as a but But there may be some people that haven't met you before at you or one of the other conventions that you go to, or maybe not at the Portal Gaming Store, which is, I know, your place. Tell people, who is the brand? Why is he on my show tonight?
2: Sure. Uh, I guess I like games a lot, so I really like to talk, and I put the two together. I like to talk about games. Uh, so before the Right Brain Rollers podcast, which is brand new, I did a podcast for many, many years, called the Portal Gaming Podcast, which was a direct uh, product of our store, The Portal. Um, And I did that one for a lot of years, and I ended up kind of being solo in that podcast. But it was a member of the Dice Tower Network, uh, and... Eventually, I just didn't want to be by myself anymore. <laughs> is it officially over the Portal Games podcast? It's over. Yep, the Portal Game podcast is over.
1: Hey, so. that's Wayne checking in. Wayne is from that area, maybe originally, but he lives down in Tampa. Is a uh, does the Beans and Dice podcast. If you ever get get a chance, if you like sports talk shows, if you like those kind of sure, you know radio yeah. things, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wayne and the crew down there in uh, Tampa have a have a board game talk show where they get That's people awesome. calling in each week it's it's a hoot if you ever get a chance on Thursday nights it's really sort really of neat We've got time roller checking in hey what's up time roller and uh time roller check my stuff on twitch and make sure I have the right name he always he always corrects me when I don't have the right uh the right title on the twitch thing but the brand <laughs> so so portal gaming podcast is going away even though my, my very favorite podcast episode of all podcast episodes I think you know where I'm going with that one
2: i i know exactly what episode it is it's is our it? drive home from gen con
1: it's the best steve i'm telling you when when you and larry or you and uh who was the other one? The, the photographer larry and
2: brian or brian yeah but one
1: time you did it with gary i think
2: oh yeah gary pope was with us yeah too, gary yeah. pope
1: you know, it's like stream of consciousness every game you guys played at gen con How,
2: where did that come up with where did y'all come up with that idea It's a long drive home. So we have we drive to Indianapolis, and it's no joke. It's like, it's probably like 12 and a half if you never stop, but I don't know, on those long trips, you think you're stopping for five and 10 minutes, but it's always 20 minutes, you know, or 30 minutes. So it takes about 14 hours to get there. 14 14 hours. (laughs) Yeah. And it's 14 hours to get home. So once we kind of get out of the city, uh, we just, you know, take the recorder and hit play, and we just start talking about whatever we can come up with. And with three of us, like you said, it just stays in a stream of consciousness because somebody can always come up with things. Brian's good usually like having his phone out with an app that tells us everything we played. So we go Tuesday when we get there through Sunday and we just cover six days of playing games. Um and I got yeah, a shout a out to some
1: people. Shout out to Jack and Steph who are watching this from Dallas, Texas. What's up? Thank y'all for checking in. Wayne's Wayne's from a place called Fairfield, Connecticut. Or, sorry, you went to college there. Are you familiar with that one?
2: Oh yeah, I mean I'm familiar with every. There's like 160 towns in Connecticut, so it's not very big.
1: <laughs> Mix, Mister Wixter, checking in. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna see I'm gonna see Chad pretty soon for the BGG spring. Any chance you're going to BGG?
2: I am not. I'm not traveling a lot this year.
1: You're too busy with your your brand new uh, venture, right? Yeah. So tell us about it. What is the Right Brain Rollers podcast? How did that get started?
2: Sure. So the Right Brain Rollers podcast is a board game podcast, and it is myself and Eric Summer of the Dice Tower. Of course, the Dice Tower podcast is also no more. That's right. Uh, Sadly, I think they made 750 episodes, so it was uh, not a short affair, and yeah. And Eric actually moved. He's from Connecticut. So I don't know if people know that. So Tom and him, Tom was down in Miami and Eric was up here in Connecticut, but he wasn't super close to our store. But he made a move during the pandemic. And now he's pretty darn close to Manchester, Connecticut. Oh, nice. So we started kind of meeting up regularly. I was like, hey, what games do you have to review? Let's just get them played. And once the Dice Tower podcast ep- ended, you know, went on for several months, I was like, you know, you really should do audio reviews again because Eric and I both really like the audio review format. Like, there's right. definitely something to seeing a game, but there's something to describing the game to people, and you're really describing your feelings about the game. And so, we decided to start up a podcast. So, there's two episodes out. The third one comes out tomorrow morning, <laughs> as though we planned. Ooh, can you give this. us a little
1: spoiler? What do we What are we expecting for tomorrow? Yeah.
2: So the main review that we're doing. So the way we do the show is we have a little opening. And then we each review two games and then we uh, let the D12 of fate decide what we talk about. So we have a matrix of topics. We roll the D12 of fate and we get a topic that eventually we're going to have filled by listeners, but we've kind of pre-filled that in. And then finally we do a doubles review. So the two of us review a game that we played together. Okay. So tomorrow's episode, our doubles review is The Wolves by oh, Pandasaurus nice. Games. Oh, I like that game. So we'll give a review of that. And then my favorite part is the end of the episode. We give the useless information of the week. <laughs> and they're always funny, but there's like 300 of them or something. Oh, we got a, yeah, we got a lot of useless info. So and that's another rolling. dice roll. That's right. We yeah. roll again.
1: So where did the right brain rollers come from? Are you, are you guys both left-handed? Is that we what Yeah, is?
2: Left-handed. Okay. So that's where that comes from. Yeah. And uh, I, I, you could probably see a raccoon here, although it's, Yeah, yeah. That is Rocket Raccoon. And then if I dodge out of the way, there's many Rocket Raccoons here. There's a raccoon here. There's a raccoon. Somebody drew me. I'm kind of into raccoons. Okay, I got it. (laughs) Uh this one's a drawing here. So the raccoon is our mascot. Um, so that's what we have there, the the right brain rollers with the raccoon. So
1: and and you're into the to the Marvel Champions universe. You've you've been it's Marvel Champions, right? The little the card game.
2: Yeah, 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 There's the box there for Mutant Genesis,
1: which was yeah. You do a lot of
2: broadcasting on that too. Tell us about that. I do. So actually, I have my own YouTube channel, which is Step Into the Portal. It's funny that that one is named the Portal because it was for the store, but it is now my own channel, and I just I decided not to change the name. Like it was a good name, so (laughs) (laughs) I stuck with it. So the the store owner who had it gave the channel over to me. So I'm not associated with the store, even though it has the store name in it, Um, the Portal, which is our store there. Uh, and I still work at the store and we're still good friends. There's nothing like the podcast ended and the <laughs> thing, but it's all in good terms. It just, it just made sense to be more, uh, be less associated with the store. Um, but you're
1: still going to do the, uh, the Marvel champions broadcast then, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I play Marvel champions a whole bunch. I really like to show off the game. A lot of people play Marvel champions. A lot of the channels that you'll find kind of dedicated to that, play it solo but to me, it is an absolute amazing multiplayer experience. It just has a big barrier of entry. Yeah. So the tricky part is you don't really want your first game to be with four players and three hours long because that's just not that's not an enjoyable experience. Um, but we try to show off the multiplayer game and show off the cooperative because when you get to the level of cooperation in those style games, it's unbelievable. You know, yeah, my, people have played my, the game a thousand times each.
1: My experience: <laughs> I've played it a couple, I guess, about three times now. And my problem is that the the game works so much better if you really are not even thinking about the rules of the game at all you're just right. getting into thematics of the card play but for me a guy that'll play it once every six months and I don't really remember I have to get taught again I'm, I'm watching these guys and they're just flipping cards and doing stuff and making combos and I'm going man what, what what's happening in the next phase you know so yeah, yeah. I always struggle it's a game it's I almost want to call it a lifestyle game because if you it play is. it, to really enjoy the game, you need to play it a lot. But if you do, it is so much fun to watch. It's so thematic. There's there's that buildup in the tension when you're, when you're trying to defeat the original baddie and then yeah. it flips over to become a stronger yeah, one. You have to do it twice. Like a video game,
2: right. you knock it down, but it gets back up again. <laughs> that's, that's what it is soon, so... Yeah, I like
1: that uh, Marvel uh, Champions. And uh, how often? When do you when do you broadcast that? If if anybody's interested in that part.
2: So we were regular, but my ability to go live with other people <laughs> got away from me. So we're we're a little bit irregular now. I've been doing some Monday morning games. I've been playing super early, and then uh, I f- I film the games with four players, and then I just post them on the channel. Okay. Oh, oh, so that's what Is I've this- been doing right now.
1: I think this is Sean Fletcher from the uh, from Disney Sorcerer's Arena. Oh yeah,
2: that is yes. Hey, yeah, he's Sean, from Manchester.
1: Sean's originally from uh, right where the portal was. By the way, if you haven't played Sorcerer Arena, I, I tell anybody if you like skirmish games and you like Disney, it's a good one. Make sure you get For it. Sure. Make sure you get a chance to play it. So,
2: so the portal actually, so the town I'm in right now is East Hampton, Connecticut. I'm south okay. of Manchester, and this is actually where the portal started. So Sean is saying you know, the portal 15 years before it opened, but actually it existed here. The owners from this town, um, sorry, the old owner and the current owner from the town I live in, and they got an opportunity to connect with a toy store, uh, dollhouse, and um, train store. And so they combined the game store into like a hobby store. And that store, the time machine is amazing. You should see the train layout. It's like going back to 1950. It's unbelievable the size of train layout they have there.
1: You'll so. learn something new every day. Hey, Sean, in the fall, let's get you on the show because I like the game a lot and I love Disney, so we'll have a lot to talk about. And spoiler alert, I was on uh, the Meeple Town podcast and I might have mentioned a little bit about Disney Arena. So Epic Alliances, if, if anybody hasn't played that, that's a, that's a cool game. Hey, we got our buddy Steve that's, uh, that's down in the chat and we've got some things to talk about. Oh, he does say he remembers going to see the trains back in the day. So that's that's pretty cool. Let's get Steve checking in. There he is, the name father. Hey,
0: everybody. Hey, Brent, welcome to the show.
2: Oh, thank you. Welcome as well. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the show, Steve. So a little thing
1: happened today that I think we should talk about. Uh, Let me see if I can get up real quick. There we go. Is that working? All right. Can you guys see that?
0: Yes, indeed. Yes.
1: Awesome. Okay, good. So, the brand, you and I used to be involved in the Dice Tower nominations, the awards, right? And you, you're kind of on that committee, and you had a big announcement today with Steve, with uh, Tom and Z, almost said Steve, with Tom and Z making the announcements. Tell the people who may not be familiar with the Dice Tower Awards, what,
2: what's that all about? Sure. So, the Dice Tower Awards, you know, were before me, before you as well, but we're we've been on the committee being part of... Dice Tower, I kind of head up the committee behind the scenes, I guess is what I would say. I mean, Tom's you, obviously, you really are. Tom basically, or obviously, is the head of the whole thing, but it's basically do everything <laughs> and then let me know when we get to those. But, you know, uh, I'm, anyway, the point isn't to take credit. Uh, so the Dice Tower Awards were a committee hey, of.
1: I know how much work you do. So kudos to you because you do. It's a lot of math. But the, yeah. the good thing is you like math.
2: I do love math. It
0: is. You, true, can, math. you can call it Dice Tower Awards here, but we know where the Dice Foundation of the Dice Tower is
2: for this. That. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so hope I'm hoping that the trophies will be known as the Branties soon. So we'll see.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I do like that. That would be good.
0: Yeah, and then uh, you have to you have to change it so that people could have a be got right. You'd have to put the the, the Branties out in front, and then somebody. That's could... right.
1: Yep. And we need the, the Spiel des Jahres in there somewhere. Yeah, it, it can get complicated, but... Sure. So, the, the nominations are out today, and then the committee over the next couple of months is going to play those games, right? And Correct. then we'll we'll vote on them in the summer. And when is the award going to be announced? I think... Gen- oh,
2: it's at Gen Con this year. Yep. Ooh. Live at Gen Con. It's 7 okay. o'clock on Thursday night, on the big stage, in the big room. Wow. Uh, so that should be really exciting. And Every, I believe Tom said it today. Every uh, nominee has a seat available for them. Good. So anybody nice. who wants to show up, and obviously, GenCon is a big event, so it's a good place for publishers and designers, and artists, and graphic designers, and sure, <laughs> everybody involved in the games. There's so many people now. You want to make sure you credit, but so they'll have. I, a spot there
1: I used to go to the Dice Tower a live show at GenCon every year. Uh, yep. it's just I haven't been in a while but this is a great idea to put it in. Cause it was, it was a lot of fun hearing Z sing or Steve Bonac, Stephen Bonacore coming up with his, you know, whatever zany skit he's going to have. But that being said, it started to kind of peter out at least from me at the end, because it's kind of the same thing. The fact that they're going to do the Dice Star Awards at that time, I think is brilliant.
2: Yeah. I, I think it's a great idea and I can't wait to be there and I will be there. So that should be very exciting.
1: All right, chat crew. If you have any ideas, I'm a voter. The brand's a voter. We're we're not going to say how we're going to be voting, but I would like to see what people are thinking. What's the buzz going on with the, oh, you know, let me not fool anybody. I, I'm happy to give any uh, unfiltered opinions about any of these games to brand. I'm really not worried about that part. But uh, but I would like to hear what the chat crew has to say, if any of them have any mm-hmm. uh, qualifications. Let's talk about the, I mean, uh, ideas. Let's talk about the best welcoming game. And what we're talking about there is, You know, the gateway games, the family friendly games, the games that you would bring out the brand right at your store when a family says, hey, I watched this tabletop show with Will Wheaton and I'd love to play board games. What's a game we should try,
2: right? For sure. So what, what are the nominees? For best welcoming game? Yeah. Yeah. So we've got Acropolis, Boop, Flamecraft, Ready, Set, Bet, and Trekking Through History.
0: Hmm. Can you blow that up, BJ, so that the three of us are a little bit more to the side, and it out There oh, you go. Better. That oh, looks
1: yeah, great.
2: to see? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'm looking.
0: Um, my
1: my my. I'm I'm already leaning on one already. That being said, I haven't played all these games yet. Boop is one that I've, I've seen. Oh, isn't Kurt from your area also?
2: Oh yeah, Kurt's from mm-hmm. Connecticut as well. Actually, probably closer to where Steve is.
1: Yeah. Kurt looks pretty. Uh, Boop looks pretty good. Acropolis is one I've only played on BGA, so I'd like to play it in person. I'm hoping to to get that at a, a little a little mini con this summer, maybe. It may well happen. Oh, hey, Steve, can you uh, can you drop a link in the chat that private For the awards? That sent you? Yeah, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah,
0: sure. They,
1: they have a brand new website. It's a little the brand. It's still a little hard to navigate. So, but I, <laughs> but I was able to find it. I love the new website, but it's it's still a little hard to navigate. But yeah, so Acropolis. I played all five of these games. I've not played Trekking Through History, so I've, I've played the others except for Boop and Trekking.
2: Um, well, those are both very good. I'm I'm not even just saying it to say it; they're they're really good games. Um, Boop is an awesome production. I actually, because Kurt's from the area, got to play Boop, you know, before it was published and everything.
1: Wayne says uh, he's played Trekking. Idea. He loves all of the games over there uh, by uh, by Charlie Bink and Underdog Games. So, mm-hmm. and of course, Charlie Bink, uh, Steve, you'll remember. We featured Charlie on that uh, documentary when we had the um we had yes. Jimmy and and Jimmy and Charles on Absolutely. the show talking about that awesome uh, game game masters Is that what game designers
0: I think that was what it was called I have to go back and look at it it was following it was following the, the 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 passion development projects of those game designers
1: so Wayne if you haven't seen it yet go check out the it's the game masters or game designers it's on Amazon and it's a fantastic one. Oh Patrick, come on! We want to hear what you what you have to say about some of these games. So uh, yeah, he says uh, trekking through history. So that's an interesting one. Let's go to best
2: expansion.
1: Best expansion. What do we got
2: there? The Brant? Can you see him? Yeah. So we got Dune Imperium Immortality, Dune Imperium Rise of Ix. <laughs> so <is> the
0: first <laughs> time ever the that point? a
2: game has been fighting against itself. But I guess that tells you you know how well Dune Imperium's been doing. Uh, Star Wars Outer Rim: Unfinished Business, Viticulture World, the which is the cooperative expansion for mm-hmm. Viticulture, sure. and Wingspan Asia.
1: Ooh, oh, and uh, Verla has played Flamecraft, and she says that's her vote. So that's a, that's an interesting one, and that's again for nice. for the best welcoming game, best expansion. So <laughs> I have not played the first three. I've played Dune, but not any of the expansions. Uh, viticulture World, I have played halfway through the campaign, actually. Uh, and I I really like Mahir Mahir Shaw. If you haven't if you haven't met Mahir, he's a fantastic person to talk to. Just God his, his the way he thinks about games is just fun. Wingspan Asia is sitting right there and still hasn't been played yet. So I got to get that played before. Yeah, yeah. These are the these are the Dice Tower nominations, Patrick, for best expansion. And over the next couple of months, the Dice Tower Award Committee is going to play these games, and then at Gen Con, you said the Brent.
2: Yeah, yeah. The the winners will be announced at Gen Con. Mr. Wickster says
1: Immortality? No, Rise of Ix is a big improvement. What have you mm-hmm. played out of this list?
2: Yeah, so this is where I'm in trouble. I'm 0 for 5 on this list. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, so I've I'm got right my here, work I'm cut right up. Luckily, I think I could get in a single game of Dune Imperium with all the mechanisms huh? <laughs> from the True. two expansions and see how that goes. But I mm-hmm. I will say that I, I usually play almost every game. You There's really here? I it. played every single one, including all the expansions. No, I can um, back you up.
1: You really, you really play almost every single one of these games, if not all yep. of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfinished sad.
2: business. I'm dying to play. So that's one? probably going to be the for unfinished business. Yeah, because okay. I really like Outer Rim, and the designer Tony Fanchi uh, does a great job. He also designs Marvel Champions. Oh, um, really? Yep. And uh, I've met him and played with him in person before uh and i've heard nothing but good things about it and it's like i it's been a year that this game has been out and i haven't got the expansion but it is hard to find so that's what's been mm-hmm. a little tricky and i let the copies that came in our store you know go immediately to the people who wanted them and then <laughs> came in so that's that right. Viticulture culture world is perfect to play with my wife so i have to do that and i do have a copy of that same with wingspan asia so those are ones i'll, I'll get done because they'll be easy to play at home
0: I have to say I'm with Verla on this one. That Wingspan Asia is the one that might call to me the most because it does sound like it does some interesting things to change the board around with the uh, with the goals that are involved
1: and 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 geared toward two players. Perfect yes. for uh, for you in yes. the room. So,
0: all right, let's get the best party game. Steve, you want to do this one for us? What we got for well, you, You're not, and your nominees are <laughs> Blood on the Clock Tower, Feed the Kraken, Green Team Wins, Ready Set Bet and Phantom Inc. And of mm. those, again, I'm, I'm kind of, only the one that I've played out of those is Green Team Wins, and I've, I haven't i have really heard somebody complain about playing it. Um, so I've wow. heard, heard good, good reviews about that, um, and most people tend to agree. But I think the people who I've heard play things and come out the most fired up afterwards, people who've played Ready, Set, Bet come out super keyed up mm. about playing that game.
1: Yeah, those are going to be, at least for me, the buzz would be Green team wins and ready said bet, but man, blood on the clock tower. Just, if you go on Twitch at all, Steve, there is yeah. always a game of blood on the clock tower <laughs> going on Twitch. Always Uh phantom Inc. Actually. I like phantom Inc. I got to play on uh, in the winter time. It was, Oh yeah. Around Halloween. It was actually a pretty good game.
2: Mm. Are Keith you uh, familiar? What's that? Sorry. Are you familiar with Jen, the board game librarian? Yes, yeah, yeah. Jim. So I yeah. I've been going to some like nights at, at their house, her and her husband's house, and they run games. And I've had nights where we just play Blood on the Clock Tower the entire mm. night. Interesting. <laughs> it That's... just repeats over and over and over again, and then everybody goes home.
1: <laughs> I would be I would be surprised if this is not a very, very close vote, all of them. I will say I, there is I a va- there's gonna be a vassal influence on this because Tom really likes Ready Said Bet.
2: Hmm. It's it's high energy. It's it's a lot of fun. We did it at a 24-hour event, you know, at two in the morning, and it was great to like pick up the energy. De- Dean and John so love this game
1: from Meeple Town. So uh so True. time ruler says, uh, what does he say? Feed the Kraken. Feed the Kraken. Interesting. Good hit and goal. Mm-hmm. Not Green Team wins good though. Okay, now you're confusing me time roll. I'm not sure which one you're saying is going to win. So, but I am curious. Chat crew, let us know who you think is going to win these games. What what buzz you've been hearing? Uh which ones we should play?
2: The brand what we got for best solo game. Batman, The Dark Knight Returns, <coughs> Frostpunk the board game, Heat Pedal to the Metal, Return to Dark Tower, and Wayfarers of the South Tigress. Mhm. Or Tigris? I always forget which way it's pronounced. Or is it uh, Steve, I've got a blind spot.
1: I've got a blind spot on this one. I I only have a, an actual play of Wayfarers. I've got work to do. Um, mm-hmm. Return to Dark Tower I played only in prototype form, and Heat. You can't find a copy of Heat anywhere. I, mm-hmm. I I want it. I want. I love racing. I have a whole shelf full of racing games. So that one's right up
0: my alley. Thoughts? But that, that sounds like a really good game. And again, I've heard people who've played it and loved it. My question is, why would this as best solo game? I'm not sure if that might be the place where it shines the most, because it seems like when you're racing against something solo, that might lose some of its juice. But maybe I haven't played it. That's just a, you know, just a, a wonder for that one for me. Yeah, I,
1: yeah. the brand. Now that I'll look at these these nominations, it these, these are some kind of uh, unusual solo game nominations.
2: Mm-hmm. so i will tell you that i have not played heat but i've heard nothing but good i i agree with what steve was saying i i'd be fascinated to see what i know that there are bots and that a lot of people that play two and three players add bots so i guess solo is a similar thing uh bat have either of you played batman the dark knight returns no, no. play it 100 percent really have you seen it have you seen it
1: i haven't even seen it in the wild all right at all. so this
2: is daryl andrews and i, I apologize i okay. don't remember the the co there's a co-designer as well okay um but i know daryl so well uh and so what happens is you play four stories and it's a board where you draw on the board with a marker so you have certain paths you can take but when you get upgrades and bonuses and in between each round you can draw a new path in and you collect vehicles and the dice are batarangs so they're really d4s but you can upgrade the dice and you have like a tool belt and then as you use them you're removing that it's it's incredibly intuitive and as soon as you finish a game you leave it exactly as it is with all the marks on the board and you go on to the next comic and you set it up and -hmm. you keep the board exactly as it is with all the pieces where they are wow it's an incredibly immersive experience especially for a Batman game. All right, so, so that so one Jer- is well,
1: Jeremy in my game group, one of the guys uh here in Lafayette, he gets a lot of the Batman stuff. So let me see if he's got a copy because you got me—you got me really intrigued.
0: I really wasn't even looking at that game,
2: and I like you, all yeah. these games, so I'm not trying to put that one above the other necessarily. Yeah, sure, sure. But mm. it's the unsung hero of this group.
0: Interesting. Is it trying
2: to replicate the Frank Miller story arc, exactly. or is it just 100%. doing the artwork?
0: 100%.
1: No,
2: it's trying to replicate the story. Okay. okay.
1: Hey, so Patrick wants to know if the Dark Tower has anything to do with Stephen King. It does not. This is uh Patrick. This is gonna date me, but my buddy Brian Parity had the original Dark Tower and we played it until we broke it. I mean, mm-hmm. we absolutely love the Dark Tower. So this is related to a game from the 80s from Hasbro, maybe? Maybe Hasbro, Milton Bradley. I don't not know who made it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it's it has nothing to do with the uh, there. It was uh and I and I've only played the prototype form. I got a, I got a chance to play with uh, with Corey from Dice Tower Dish and with uh, Justin running the game and, and the combat was run by um, Childress Isaac himself. Mm-hmm. So it was a we did not win, but uh, it, it was a lot of fun. I just haven't played the actual game, so let's get to best two player games. I might maybe I'll fare a little better on this one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Who's next on that? Uh, you know I'll do this one. So this is Beer and Bread. Uh, from Scott Alms, and Deep Print, but I think Capstone is the one that people would see here in America on that. Boop, from Smirk and Laughter, designed by Scott Brady. Splendor Duel by Mark Andre, the original designer of Splendor, Space Cowboys. War of the Ring, the card game, from Ares Games and designer Ian Brody. And Return to Dark Tower, best two-player game. Isaac Childress, it's actually Isaac Childress, Rob, and you know a bunch, a host of people from Restoration Games. So, yeah, 1981 milton bradley thank you time roller that helps us out so i know verlin verlin i got a chance to play not together but we did play a splinter duel over at bgg jack says splinter duel good game any thoughts on this one steve any of these jump out at you
0: uh i gotta say i was really interested in beer and bread when i started hearing about it um and then I heard some somewhat lukewarm reviews, which made me wonder, you know, am I going to be in a rush to try, it, try and play it again? But What surprised me so much was that Splendor seemed to have exploded and then kind of gone away. And when people started talking about Splendor Duel again, it was almost as if they were as happy as when Splendor came out the first time, if not more. People were saying, I'd rather play this version of things. That seems to me like, from what I'm hearing people talk about, that's the standout from the group that's likely to be handicapped as a winner me. May.
1: We shall see. All right. Uh Brant, give us uh the nominees for best reprint.
2: Uh I will say I have played Beer and Brand and I, I did not have a lukewarm review. It was it was Thank great. You. Totally deserves to be on the list and I oh, I think you should go out and play it. You have heated up my lukewarm review. Thank you, Brant. Yeah. No, I, I think it's fantastic. i played it several times. So. Very good. Again, I'm just trying to pick the ones that you guys, and then I'm commenting. <laughs> 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 so when I pick one, I'm not necessarily saying my vote. I'm just Absolutely. hearing what you're saying and reacting to that. Uh, and whatnot. I mean, even like Return to Dark Tower on there, it makes sense because it's a great game, but like whatever player count, you know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. kind of an interesting one. Um, it's just getting a lot of popularity there. All right, best reprint. Castles of Mad King Ludwig, the collector's edition. Cat in the Box Deluxe edition, which I actually played the original Japanese version. It was like Cat Paradox, I think is what it translated to. Okay. Um, Get on Board, New York and London, uh, which is a Saucy and Sashi game, right? Yeah. That's right. Libertalia, Winds of Galecrest, and Return to Dark Tower.
1: Hmm. Okay. I've played all of these. Well, uh, Return to Dark Tower. I've only played the prototype, but I played all of these. Um this is gonna be a tough choice for me because I, I actually like all, I like all of these games. These are good. I think I have a sentimental favorite. Not ready to reveal yet because I, I want to play a couple, a uh, couple more times. Um, Libertalia, I've only played uh, once or twice, so I'd like to play the new version a couple more times. I mm-hmm. actually like the new art. Some people don't, but I do. Yeah. Um, man, Cat in the Box is such a great game, though.
0: That, <laughs> I think that's the one that pops out. And I also wonder, since Return to Dark Tower, the original Dark Tower, you you remember this, BJ? We were thrilled by it. Not a good game. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Not a good game. <laughs> to called this a reprint of a bad game. It's a new game. I, I honestly game don't though. know it. I, it. It's it's reprinting based on nostalgia, but it seems like that's a new game to me. I
1: still think we played The Dark Tower only because we liked The Bazaar is Closed. Yes. The Bazaar is
0: Closed.
1: <laughs> you, have, you have some thoughts that you can share on this one, Brent?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't mm-hmm. mind sharing thoughts in general. So um, I actually think I've played every single one of these games in their original form. Mm-hmm. I return a regular Dark Tower might be the one, and that that makes me sound like I'm super young, and I'm not actually super young enough to have <laughs> not played it. I just don't remember as a kid if it was something. It I have older siblings, so I I don't remember it being around our house. So it would have been a friend or something. That's how we got into a lot of the like. You know why? why not a lot of people have played that
1: game? It was, if I remember right, it was like sixty dollars, nineteen eighties money. Like yes. in today's money, it would have been a three or four or five hundred yeah. dollar game. So Got it. Not yeah. everybody. Well, I was just lucky to have a, a guy because there, there was only one copy in like a tri parish area, yeah. tri county. I meant to say tri parish mm-hmm. area. So good, good catch, nice, so, nice correction. I think you guys call them counties and right? Is that right? Yeah, we do. Y'all, y'all call parishes counties, right?
2: Mm-hmm. I have no idea what a parish is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is a, this is a running joke on the show. So I think we're the only ones that call them parishes, but. um, uh, all right, best co-op. Uh, Steve, what we got?
0: So for best co-op, you have Korra Quest, Lands of Galzir, I think it is, Nemesis Lockdown, Return to Dark Tower, and Star Wars The Clone Wars. Stardemic. Star Wars The Clone Wars is the pandemic... It's Stardemic. theme. Yeah. long time ago, in a disease far away kind of thing.
1: Um, yeah, I, I, I've, this is another blind spot for me. Um, Korra Quest, I played... I've watched Star Wars, the Clone Wars. Yeah, this is gonna, this is gonna be a tough one. I'm gonna, I've got work to do, the Brent. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, uh, haven't played Lands of Galzir, and I really want to. I haven't played Nemesis Lockdown, so I mean, I will give my Nemesis has not been a game that has clicked for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I played everything BGG top one hundred, and including that one, and it's it's just been tough plays for me. Um, so we'll see. But uh, there's a group that plays Nemesis pretty regularly at our store, so I'll, I'll try to jump in on one of these games and have an open mind that it's a different version and a different thing and, you know, all those kind of uh, things. But, you know, not every game clicks for everybody, which is why I always think it's so important with these that the list of nominees is the best part of the awards. Because if you're looking for a co-op and Nemesis doesn't work for you and then you go try Lands of Gal's and that's exactly what you're looking for, Then this list has done its job. Whereas if you're only thinking of the winner and you don't like the winner, and then you say, I don't like co ops.
1: (laughs) That's a great point. Well said. I think think, uh, Adam the Austin in our group uh, has Nemesis locked down. Let me get in touch with them. I want to try that out. Best game from a small publisher. Not a lot of thoughts from the chat crew on that one, though. Best game from a small publisher uh, Blood on the Clock Tower, Cora Quest, Flamecraft, Planet Unknown, and Three Sisters. I've got some shenanigans. I, I like the guy from uh, Adam's Apple games, but I don't know. I, I don't know how you can call that a, uh, Oh, it's it's not new publisher. It's small publisher. I thought this category mm-hmm. is the one where you have to only have like two or three games in your catalog. Cause he's got a bunch of games in his catalog.
2: Gotcha. Yeah. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know the ins and outs of all okay. that and how, how that came about. Maybe the way things were published was different. You know, Maybe if they so. were print and play or something like that, uh, I'd, I'd have to look into exactly what that was. Uh, I'm completely biased to the fact that I play tested three sisters and oh, yeah. having played fleet the dice game, you know. Same here.
1: Actually, <laughs> been, I played tested with, with Steve. And,
2: yeah, yeah, Steve and
1: I played tested together. We
0: did. Uh,
2: but a huge shout out to Dan and Cora. I mean, so just favorite, that whole right? story. It's a completely, I mean, it's sentimental, yes, but also what they did is just incredible. The innovation, the creativity, the way they brought in all kids could be artists. All kids can be designers because they created a website where you can print your own character. It's inclusive in the characters, you know, that they made. It, it's just been such an amazing project to watch. Um,
1: this is going to be a knife fight. Any one of these five could win. And really, I, I, these are all I five good
2: choices.
0: These are it's all great a-
2: games I've played, and they're super fun.
0: It's also tough when you start seeing multiple nominees. You wonder if it's going to be that Oscar thing and there's going to be the, well, whichever gets the most nominations is going to carry the day here. So you're starting to see some repeats with Flamecraft and Blood on the Clock Tower popping a couple times.
1: I already know what I'm voting on this one. I won't say it yet. I already know who I'm voting for on this one. But I will tell you, I played four of the five games and this is very, very close. Very, Mm -hmm. very close here. So these are are really all four good games. Uh, I wish the DJ Bell was here because... You know, he you know he loves Planet Unknown, so that's a good one. Best game from a new designer uh, the brand. Give it to us.
2: Sure. Acropolis, blood on the clock tower, boop, cora quest, and starship captain.
1: <laughs> Do we have to pronounce boop with the period like boop period, or is it just boop?
2: It's I just boop. say boop. Oh, there ah, you go. Okay.
1: There
0: no, you
2: go. Crap. Do you guys watch it's Creek? Yes. Um, I've never boop. seen it. <laughs> oh she always hits some on the nose. <laughs>
1: Uh, I think I think Steve could probably guess which one I'm going to vote for on this one. Oh yeah, but yeah. This, this is going to be a tough. I love Starship Captains. I'm not afraid to say it. Although Core Quest is good. I mean, God, when you talk about a new designer, I mean, she's ten years old or eight years old. Yes, that's that's yeah. pretty new, right? This, <laughs> yeah, it's true. So again, the, the, these are four good four good choices here. Uh, you know, Blood on the Clock Tower is. I guess I'm gonna have to get that played because it's been nominated twelve times for ten different categories. So mm-hmm. I guess I'm gonna have to. I guess I have to get it played. I Man. I do
2: really think if people find a group and you're all in on it, uh, my funny story actually when we played somewhat recently, uh, Carl Van Ostrand who designed Merchant's Cove. Yeah, sure. Uh, I was playing with him, and he's like, "I'm not sure if I'm if I'm good at these. I don't know if I can do the lying thing." I was like, "Don't worry about it. Sit next to me. I'll walk you through it." I end up being the imp the bad guy and the mm. first thing i did was a bold face <laughs>
0: <him>. oh. Oh.
2: <laughs> he still had fun he still enjoyed it <laughs> all right we only got a few left, so let's roll
1: through these real quick best theming heat pedal to the metal my father's work nemesis lockdown return to dark tower and wonderland's war this is another pretty tough category because there's some really thematic games in this one
2: yeah. um
1: Agreed. I, I I don't I don't know what I've only played Wonderlands War. so I don't have a dog in this in this hunt yet, but my father's work from everything people tell me is a very thematic game. That's gonna be a tough one.
2: yeah, that's gonna be the hard one. I gotta track that down. I gotta find somebody local who who backed it that I can try to get a play in and maybe just bring it to my house to either play solo or find one person. That's gonna be the trickiest one. but yeah, Wonderland's war. Has been the part that I love about that game is it works great at every player count, including. It's true.
1: Mm -hmm. It is my favorite of the um, Skylab slash Druid City games, and I told Mm -hmm. James that I said, "James, this is your best game." Uh, He's very proud of it. So, Uh, my father's work and Abomination, you can own both of those games, in my opinion. Yeah. Two, two totally different games, Patrick. One's going to be like a worker placement game. Although, actually, they're both kind of worker placement. But but one of them is really, really heavy on story and app integration. Um, and Abomination is more just your traditional type of a Euro, right? So, hey, there he is. It's Mick and Starla from Our Family Plays hey. Games. What's hey. up? Hey, Mick. Hey, and congrats on getting the BGG thing. They're, yes. yeah. saw they're, they're on the BGG webpage. So. That's awesome. I actually congrats. watched the whole video. It was really good. It was really well done. Have to meet them at a PAX unplugged. Yep. Yep. Evan says Wonderland's Ball War. Time Roller says my father's work. Oh, it's just Mick. Okay. Well, I'm sure you'll see Starla. You can tell her hi for us. (laughs) 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 All right. So
0: Starla tuned out when we did the co-op category.
1: Yeah, that's true. She 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 doesn't do co-op. So best board game production value. We got Endless Winter. Paleo-Americans, Flamecraft, Foundations of Rome, Return to Dark Tower, wow. Wonderland's War. Robert is going to say Foundations of Rome has to win this one. I don't agree. I, I think wow. any one of these uh, games can win, The Brent.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, boy, the big thing to think about is where board games have come. I mean, you guys were playing 10, 15 years ago, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And look at what we're now nominating for wow. best board game. Produ- it's like night and day from 15 years ago it was like great artwork and some nice wooden pieces that's
1: it yes you remember those arguments in the facebook group about what well, you know what is production is it artwork is it wooden pieces oh, or not gosh. now it's like no now- we mean 300 oh. games yes
2: they're yeah, yeah. they are things you could just hang on your wall you don't even need to play with them anymore <laughs>
0: yeah, these are amazing best artwork steve you want to give it to us you've got endless winter paleo americans flamecraft Merchants of the Dark Road, Trekking Through History and Wonderland's War again. Uh, this
1: is a tough one. Uh, actually, I know all these games and I, I've, I've seen them in person, except well, except for trekking through history. So uh this is a tough one. Uh yeah. I I'm I think that the Micho does get a lot of credit for his artwork, but sometimes I don't actually like the artwork in this one, but not an endless winner. I think right. the Micho knocked it out the park.
2: Yeah, it's, it's
1: amazing. It's some of his best work. But, yeah. man, Merchants of the Dark Rogue is gorgeous. Flamecraft, flame, flamecraft wouldn't be Flamecraft except for the artwork.
2: Yes. Right? Yeah, it gets the so, awe factor. It's so oh, yeah. cute, right? the cute dragons and everything and wonderland's and war trekking through history has amazing artwork if you look okay at so i need to look at that one because I, I, that's my blind yeah. spot the brand yeah it's the one where you'll think of the game kind of as light and it's just a bunch of cards but you look at the artwork it is incredibly in depth and showing those scenes like it's very well <laughs> done for a game of its kind of ilk and size and everything and yeah wonderland's, wonderland's war. war
1: fantastic all right best strategy game carnegie endless winner Planet Unknown, Wayfarers, The South Tigris, and Woodcraft. Oh man, this is this is pretty tough. Uh, I think the the clear winner out of these five is Tilatem. I mean, it's clearly clearly <laughs> that's the choice.
2: I played that today. I'm sorry, it's my it's
1: my favorite strategy game of the year, It should have gotten nominated. Although, Endless Winter right behind there. I love Wayfarers. I haven't played Woodcraft by the way, so I shouldn't say anything. Uh, I need to play Woodcraft. In fact, I should be playing it next week. So
2: try to get that one in. Yeah, I just want this to be my game night. Like, this would be a game night.
1: Boy, no kidding, huh? Okay, nice. game
2: day. We'll go game day. How's that? It'd be a great. This would be a I great I mean, that would be so much fun. There wouldn't be a stinker in that bunch. You know what, Time Roller? I just might do that. You're going to have to throw my vote out, the Brent. <laughs> when did Teletum release? Because it came out in Essen. I, I was working the board and dice booth at Gen Con and we were showing it off only to content creators. It came out in Essen, but. I don't think it caught – it caught the very end of the year here, and it might have even been January when it came out. So that might have been part of the, the trickiness for it.
0: I bought mine right after BGG, I think.
1: So uh, you might be okay. right, though. You might be right. You might, that yeah. might be the issue. Uh, where did I buy it? I bought it at – no, I bought it at BGG gotcha. in November from CGE themselves. I bought it from them. CGE
2: or Borden and Dice?
1: Sorry, board and Dice. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's not it then. Where did I get it? I'm going to have to think where I got it. I don't remember. So I'm how.
2: wondering if that's it because I, I can't remember. I was working Friday nights at the store for a while into January and February, and I picked it up one of those Friday nights, but it's hard to remember if it was 2022 or 2023. So it had a little lapse over here.
1: Man, what hmm. did I buy from CGE? I'll have to think about it. Yeah. I bought something from CGE right there at the booth, but I, I can't remember. I'll go back and take a look. So... Patrick Newman says Toledum was getting lots of. Um... Oh yeah, Time Roller. That's right. It was Starship Captains. I, how does he remember? And I didn't even remember. I, got, <laughs> got it. I did. I got Starship Captains from them. That's right. All right. Most in as as um uh, as uh, what was his name? The the guy that was the conductor that would do the awesome segments on the Dice Tower. He would say most innovative game. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that German guy that was the composer that would do the the little segments for the Dice Tower podcast? Yeah. Morton? No, I can't remember his name. I don't anyway, remember his name, but I remember in, the innovative. Most innovative. Uh 3000 Scoundrels Blood on the t- Clock Tower, Cat in the Box, Planet Unknown, Turing Machine. Holy cow. How is anyone going to split these up?
0: Man, this is tough. Mm.
2: And they're all innovative in such a different way, right? Interesting. Totally. Like, like 3000 Scoundrels is innovative in like a thematic way, Blood on the Clock Tower in like a changing that style of game and making it like welcoming cat in the box, a trick taker, plan unknown is a lazy Susan. (laughs) And then Turing machine is like, Oh my gosh. Just what went into making punch cards for a game, right? Like talk about bringing us back.
1: (laughs) Steve, this is a tough one. All right. Now we get, we get to the big one though. The brand game of the year. You want to give them to us? You got lots.
2: Blood on the Clock Tower, Endless Winter Paleo-Americans, Flamecraft, Foundations of Rome, Heat, Pedal to the Metal, Planet Unknown, Ready, Set, Bet, Return to Dark Tower, Wayfarers of the South, Tigris, and Wonderland's War.
1: Man, I've played all but three. and wow. Return to Dark Tower, I, I actually did play just, it was, you know, so I've played all but two and a half. This is the best I've ever done this early. Usually yeah. I'm scrambling over the next couple of months, so.
2: Yeah, Heat's my only one I haven't played. Any wow. other thoughts?
1: I'm I'm I think this is a, a, a tough race. I still think um looking at this list, I, I still think it's gonna be Toledo. I think Toledo's gonna win.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, uh I mean ready set bet has that like If I was telling people, like, looking at Game of the Year, which one should I try first, that's kind of the one because of the the ease to get in. Although Planet Unknown is – people pick up on that game surprisingly fast. There's just something simple to it and the the speed of it. I imagine Heat would be there for a theme.
1: Mick, we're handicapping the the Game of the Year. These are the Dice Tower nominations. Yeah, the the brand. that's what I was about to say. Don't you think that Heat and Ready, Said, Bet – are kind of the two games, and maybe Foundations of Rome, are kind of the two games that you would think would be synonymous with people that follow the Dice Tower? Sure. Those are the kind of games that are very appealing to the people that go to Dice Tower conventions and things?
2: Yeah, that makes sense. I think even... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, all of these in some sense, but...
1: (laughs) Actually, no, you're right, though. Flamecraft, Planet Unknown... All of these. Yeah. This, you know what it is? This is, a, this is a great, great. Yeah, Wayne, that's another good one. Mosaic made my, I think Mosaic's going to make my top three or top four uh, when I when I post my list in June. Um, and it didn't get any nominations. I wonder why.
2: What is your playtime on Mosaic?
1: Uh, right at the two hour mark.
2: Yeah. yeah. I'm really intrigued by that. And what we, I, I really like the game. In fact, it's a, a game that I was like, man, I, but my two-player games were over three hours. Oh, no, no And my no. three-player game was almost four hours. And I mm. don't play with slow players. So I don't know if there was a rule I was missing or if I shuffled the decks wrong every time. Because that's what I hear wow. people say. But, like, we were playing pretty quick, too. I would say our turns were 30 seconds. And it just took forever to get through those. Now, I wonder if two-player is longer to get through the decks were you playing games with four and five? I
1: actually haven't played a two-player. I want so to. I
2: wonder if that's it. Like if you if you ever played um, Terraforming I, Mars Patrick? with two.
1: Yeah, I have Terraforming
2: yeah. Mars is very long with two yeah, players. Very long. So
1: Wayne said under two hours. Uh, Time Roller said it's a two-hour setup.
2: <laughs> so that yeah
1: that adds that. Uh, Wayne's was with three or four. I mine my, my plays were with either four and five or three and four. I can't remember. So, but I, I want to play a two-player. I'm going to see if I can get that played.
2: But don't get me wrong; I enjoyed the game, even in spite of that time. I was like, "Hey, I, I want to go back to play this game again." Um, and my wife had said the same. In fact, we played it twice, but both times it was pushing three hours, and I was like, "This is long."
1: Mm. Mm. Well, that is the dice tower nominations. Uh, if a hey, chat crew chime in during the uh, during the show, anything you think we th- that we we haven't played yet that you really think we should play, we're in there. We would like to get that. We would like to get that played. Let me see if I can bring this screen up for us. Hey, it's BJ from More Game Gumbo here. I've got my guest, The Brant, from, formerly from the Portal Games Podcast, but now Right Brain Rollers. And The Brant, you have played a game that I got to play, but I want to hear your thoughts. What do you think about Marrakesh?
2: Yeah, so I have really been enjoying my plays of Marrakesh. It's a Stefan Feld game, and it really feels like he's hearkening back to uh, but to the Stefan Feld games of old, I guess. It is a classic point salad game. Uh, there's just so many decisions and things you can do. I feel like the tower and the the whole dropping of cubes or those keshis is going to be kind of the point of consternation for people, <laughs> because you can pick your action, and then somebody can kind of draft away your ability to do that action. But I really like playing kind of against the probability and being like, hey, if I don't get my own cube or keshi, then I can still do this with my action. And if I do, here's going to be the bonus to me. So I, I I've really enjoyed my plays in this game. I like it a lot. I have gotten the sense that I am the person at each table who has liked it the most. So okay. that's always kind of a, I call those heralding games. I'm the one heralding the game when I'm teaching people and I'm enjoying it the most. And other people are like, I right, I like it. I'd play it again, but I didn't find it amazing. And I'm like, Oh, it's amazing. You know? And so then those are tricky. Like am I making people play games that they kind of like and I really like
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I would, I would tell you, I, uh, I had a, a great teacher this game, uh, from, Dre from New Orleans who came in and we actually streamed it on on uh, on our Twitch channel and I thought it was fantastic. I really yeah. really like I I don't understand why the 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 cube tower is so divisive but but I've heard people uh Jake from the Board Boys was talking about it the other day. It is just two He's like I I build up my whole turn, you know, all based on one thing and then only 12 cubes come out and my one cube gets stuck, you know? It's like but but isn't that the way I mean, there are Euro games that have random. Steve and I play, we're now what, 120 games of uh, Castles of Burgundy? And there, there is randomness in Castles of Burgundy. You know, you can't, you just have to try to mitigate it. And I think yeah. the red Keshis, if I remember right, the brand, the red Keshis are kind of that wild card, kind of that nugget that Steve, yeah. uh, that oh, Steve, Stefan Feld always throws in to give you a chance. Sort of like the workers in Castles of Burgundy. I think, or, is that what they're called, workers?
2: They are workers, yeah. Yeah, workers.
1: That gives you a chance to manipulate the dice. The red Keshi seems to be that nugget that lets you manipulate the way you're going to play your turn.
0: Yeah, but in in Castles of Burgundy, while maybe not every tile comes out, there's no place where a tile gets stuck. As part of the rules, it might come out. As part of, I know I put it in there if I put it in the tower, but if it doesn't come out because of an accident rather than luck.
1: Have you ever rolled this? doubles seven times during the oh, Castles oh, of yeah. Burgundy?
0: I've I've seen it and laughed my fool head off when it happened to somebody else that we know. Seven um,
1: times. <laughs> seven times I rolled doubles. One, one game I had where I had so many just bad draws, I had to I had to pull workers. Not because right. I needed to, because right. it was really my only
0: move. Like eight times I came out. Oh, oh but both, just... but both of your dice did hit the table. One didn't get stuck <laughs> did. in midair.
1: They did, they did actually hit the table. Yeah. Yeah. It was just not very friendly to me.
0: When you when you've played this, I'm looking at the board below. And I don't know as much about Marrakesh because that was one of the new designs. It wasn't the reprint of an old with a new city. Uh, Am I remembering that correctly? Correct.
1: This is a no, it's a new design. Yeah. This
0: is a new design. Is the one, the board that you're seeing at the bottom there with the different colored locations kind of like little mini trajan games, a la, you know, hearkening back to that, or what's going on down there?
1: There's no. seven mini games, and, and the brand okay. can probably probably remember them. There are seven different mini games, even though some of the colors uh kind of duplicate. So the ones on the far right, that orange, yellow, and purple, they're mm-hmm. not they're all actually the same mini game. There's roughly okay. seven mini games. Do you remember what they're kind of about, the brand?
2: Sure. So the colored ones are resources like oil and cloth, and I can't remember what the other one is. Spices, I think. And right. you can trade them in at the souk, which is the blue tiles on the main board at the kind of in the lower left there on the main board. Right. Um, mm-hmm. The upper left is the Oasis. So you're unlocking Oases, which tell you end game scoring for your particular board. And then you mm-hmm. can kind of discover those by moving up to the top of the track to unlock Very bonuses. Very thinky. Very thinking that score. Yeah, so it gives you your own personal scoring, which I know is something like my wife and Brian, who runs our store, really liking games when they tell you this is what you should do. And then you go maximize it. The right. bottom right is the. I, I apologize. I can't remember the name, uh, like the Moroccan name, but it's the like town center, and that is where like a festival is being performed. So you've got all sorts of entertainers, and that's where you can get. Basically, you can like pick the resources you really need. That's kind of your. This is what I'm going to need really bad. The middle mm-hmm. sections. Oh, nice, perfect. The lower left are the is like the fields, and that's where dates are being grown. But what's kind neat of the is you can buy, building. Yeah, you can buy upgrade tiles, so instead of harvesting dates, you could harvest water or even money. Uh, so that gives you some some variability there. The white and the black tracks are the palace and the mosque, which is super cool. When you move up that, can you find the main board there yeah, for I'm us? Sure. Um, yeah, there they are. That's actually perfect. So see those things that look like strings in between? Mm-hmm. When you step up, when you cross the thresholds from one set of steps to the other you trace from one of your pieces to the other piece and you gain one of the upgrades that's going across, which is an amazing, cause you have a plan and then all of a sudden when you do it, you're like, wait, maybe I'm better if I do this. So you get really good thinking there. Um, so, I love that part. It looks like a mess, but when you play it, it's awesome. T-
1: tell me if I'm wrong. I think he started the game with this. <laughs> like I think Stefan I think said, so. he's I sitting agree. in his principal's office. He's like, oh, this is a kind of a cool mechanic. Now let me build the game around it.
2: Yeah, I agree. It feels like it was something with string that got him there. And he thought, oh, as you step up these steps, you pick upgrades. I I, I definitely agree with you there. I think that is the center of it all. Uh, The last thing you do is you can buy walls, which you'll see at the top there. And what's really cool about that is that can mitigate your things because as you purchase the walls, which we're seeing there, you purchase a certain color, you get a keshi of that color from the supply. So, oh, that one didn't come out of the tower? Cool. I'll go buy a green wall, and now I get my green cashy that I'm looking
1: for. And Mick says the key is getting those gates and moving up those tracks. There you go. He's right. You got Ooh. it, Mick. So, Steve, what do you think? Now that, now that you heard more of an in-depth uh, explanation from the brand, what do you think?
0: It It's definitely worth a try. I enjoy my fields. I enjoy Point Salad. Um, it seems like this is not just... Point salad to some extent, but almost game salad à la Feld. It's like there's a Trajan area, and then there's old school Carpe Diem that had the the threads that you were following or jumping through. Right. So it seems like he's he's doing like a greatest hits album here, in some way.
1: <laughs> this feels very Feld, very very Feld. But I I gotta admit, I dug it. I dug it. Like I would great. play if if somebody said, you want to play Trajan or Marrakesh?" For me, I'm gonna go Marrakesh.
2: Interesting. Trajan's good, but. Yeah, this this was definitely worth playing because it's newer. I would play this. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and that might be it. Maybe it's recency bias, right? Or, <laughs> sure. or the hotness. Yeah. Yeah. No, it
2: it's great. I, what's I your really favorite like part about it? it? My favorite part. Oh, that's a great question. I think it is. I think it is those clever turns where you buy the gates, like Mick was saying, and you realize, oh my gosh, I'll buy two or three gates this turn. Get the resources I'm looking for. And plug them in the places exactly where I need them, and set myself up. Also, when I don't get my own cashies and my turn still works out, that's where I mm. really feel clever. Like, okay, my cashie didn't come out, or somebody drafted away, and I still have a great turn here.
1: Mm. I, I like the surprise of the reveal when everybody shows what cashies they're bidding that round. Yeah, I just, I just that little mind game of what everybody's trying to think about. I just, I just, it just feels clever. And I also like the—I forgot what the white part is called there in the middle. I, I really like that. I didn't understand it at the, the first part of the game. Once I figured it out, it's like, oh yeah, these gates are pretty. These gates are pretty good. So Mick was at uh, the uh, Gamers Ranch. Steve, you know about that one from yep. Alex? Um, Absolutely. Dice. He Dice used to always talk to us about it. And he got to play uh, Vienna at uh, from uh, Queen Games. So it says very interesting. It, uh, is Vienna another one of the ones that is going to be a brand new Feld? Or is that uh, there were there were supposed retread.
0: to be two that were brand new, weren't <laughs> they? Marrakesh was one. I don't know if Vienna is a reprint of something or if it's brand new. Maybe Mick will chime in there and see if it's uh something that they remember from the the past being reskinned.
1: Well I'll tell you, you're getting me juiced up again to play Marrakesh. So <clears throat> I gotta talk to Mitchell and uh, and Andre and get this oh, game I'm ready again. I want to play that again. So that Very was cool. a lot of fun. All right, let me see if I can get that next one up there. I want to uh, talk about – oh, yeah, that's the one you really want to talk about. I think this is it, right? Oh, yeah. BJ from Morgan Go, & I've got my guest here, the Brant from the Right Brain Rollers podcast. And the Brant, you have already played a game from one of – a design team that I just – I think the world of. And I, I'm totally jealous. How have you already gotten a chance to play Barber Growth? Tell us about it.
2: Yeah, so I'm lucky enough that the designer, Carl Van Ostren, lives right near me, and uh, he had a pre-production copy. He wanted me to make sure to let people know that it's coming out. It's not out yet. So the copy I was playing, (laughs) you know, things aren't available, but it's rolling and whatnot. And Bardwood Grove has an incredible theme. So you are bards, you know, in a forest town, and there are monsters that are attacking, and your job is to go out and sing and play as best you can for them and soothe their souls because oh, music nice. soothes the savage beast. That's and then cool they deal. will walk away <laughs> happily soothed by your bongos <laughs> and your saxophone and your singing. <laughs> uh, Cause there's a whole variety of bards <laughs> uh, that you can play. And as humorous as that is, this is a solid midweight Euro game. Like that's what it is. It's a, it's a strategy game through and through. So, uh, the, the argument is whether it's a deck builder or not. So you have a deck on your player board. It's just to the right of the character <laughs> there. And you'll draw two cards actually on your off turn um, is what you'll do. And so that way you're making your decision on other players' <clears> turns. And then when it comes to your turn, you're going to pick one of those cards to play and you're going to pick one to kind of discard up above and you take the bottom action. So this card here is your character card. You can collect badges from other players by challenging them to bard offs by sing offs or music (laughs) challenges. And you can collect their badges. Um, And as well as people will drop their badges either on enemies or they'll drop them at the bank. You can drop off your badges. And as you collect other players' badges, uh, you can use those. So, yeah, when you discard, what happens is you will receive two things. So, first, you're going to gain volume, which is that pink. Thing with the musical note on it. Oh, okay. So you're sure. going to increase your volume as well as you're going to turn your little hobbit door there. And that part's cool because it's a magnetic door, the blue door in the lower left. Uh, it's a magnetic door and it spins around like a turntable. So it's like a DJ table or like a record.
1: You can go,
0: whoop,
2: whoop, whoop, Well, can... it doesn't make the noise, but you can make the noise. <laughs> <clears throat> um, and so you turn that table and that's going to determine your movement points for the turn. And then you move around the town. Now, And
1: that's the board we see at the top of the screen?
2: Uh, yeah, the town is the one at the top. And you're going to add a card to your song. And when the door turns all the way around, that's a turn where you sing. So most, most turns or some turns, you're just going to add to your song and you're going to move around town. You're not spending any of your resources. When you finally sing your song you're going to pick up all those cards that you played and you're going to collect the various resources from them. Some of them you can spend volume to get bonus resources. And you're going to get the main two resources you're going to get is melody and lyrics. And so you can spend melody to soothe animals. You can spend melody to gain upgrades. And you can spend lyrics to like go to competitions or play in local pubs or whatever they might be. And you get victory points and things uh, as you do that. In addition, you can buy more cards to go in your deck. Now, what's really cool about the deck building, oh, when you sing at a pub, you gain a super fan. (laughs) So you get another fan that goes in your deck. So what's really neat is you have cards that are specifically like for your song, and then you have a lot of bonus cards. You have the super fan cards, and you have kind of those blue bonus cards that are you'll see of the decks, two of them are blue. When you draw those cards, they just immediately give you their bonus, and you get to draw another card. Ah. So as you're building your deck, you can build an engine that just lets you keep drawing cards and placing more and more. Mm -hmm. So it's a deck builder, yes, but it's also an engine builder in that you're trying to add cards that are basically free to draw each time. Uh, You go through, there's two sets. There's kind of like a first set of actions and a second set of actions, and each one has a pool of Victory point tokens, which are the kind of those, those crystals okay. that we see in a lot of games. When the first set runs out, you're basically halfway through the game, and you get another thing you can do. Like in ours, we could start yodeling. So there was a yodel competition that we could participate in. Um, and when the second set of crystals runs out, that will trigger the end of the game. And then players will kind of all get a turn. The player who ended the game gets bonus points. Everybody else gets a swan song. They get their final turn. They get to just sing whether their door moves all the way around. And then players add up their points. And there's also like a little traveling track. You can go on voyages. So it's almost like you're going on tour. And there'll be bonuses for how many cards you have in your deck, or did you collect animals, or like sing to enough animals. And there's a variety of things you can do. And so, again, there's a lot of humor in the game, but there's a lot of strategy too and there's a lot of different bards you can play and all the bards the bards cards are asymmetric the bards cards
1: <laughs> you know there's a couple of big questions here though yeah. how do you compare it to merchant's cove is is cuz it's got that it's got kind of that look it's got the same design team it's got the same production team it doesn't sound like it has anything to do with it
2: no though. it's it's apples and oranges there's apples there's oranges. nothing there's <clears throat> nothing to compare them other than designers and design team Uh, What
1: what about the characters that supposedly can transfer over to Merchant's Cove?
2: I I don't know anything about that. I haven't had a chance to see what that is. So I don't know how that works exactly. But because that would mean the characters would have. Is there a bard character in Merchant's Cove?
1: There is not, but you can play it from here.
2: Okay, so I'm going to guess I'm going to guess. I really don't know. But there must be a single bard that has a mechanism for Merchant's Cove as opposed to I assume it's not all the bards that are in here. I know there's boxes you can unlock. I think we saw those in one of the pictures uh, and it adds mechanisms. And I don't know if I spoiled that it adds bards.
1: <laughs> Man, Steve, I am I'm over two of my questions here with the brand you got you got any questions about Bard? No, before? no, this
0: is an interesting idea. Um I, I've been paying attention to the chat and trying to I'm ignoring in. that. I'm I've, been purpose- la- I've been laughing along with Evan. I might not be the best bard, but I am the loudest. I am um, and I'm just, personally,
1: he, no. I'm personally ignoring Duga
0: right now. So it, well, yeah. There's that too. <laughs> but the the idea that this could be the soothing sounds of the bongos. Um, yeah, that is funny. Yeah. And, oh yeah. What
1: what did he want to know? He wanted to, uh, Evan wanted to know any minstrels, troubadours, or scalds in this game. I'm not sure what a <laughs> scald is, but
2: not by title. But I'm sure if you don't want to call yourself a bard, you could say you're a minstrel instead and, sure. and play along happily. But
1: ah, so Mix interested. We might be seeing that on the back shelf if he can if he can slide that one past Starla for the acquisitions of the month, you never know.
2: There you go. Might
1: see that in the video. So we did have uh, someone in the, in the gumbo backed it. if I remember right, I think it's Barnes. So I'm telling you, I can't Mm -hmm. wait till it comes in. It's on track as far as you know, for uh, it's all still in development and going down. That is going to get played. We're huge fans of Merchants Cove and I know it's not the same game, but it is the same designers, the same developer with, um, with Johnny pack and, we are huge fans. I am mean, staring at the boxes right there. I mean, we we've played that I d I can't even tell you how many times we've streamed that game. Uh the brand. I I mean, I just I don't even know. We've played almost every character on live on stream. Just so many And others. while
2: I have a chance, you're 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 saying how do these compare? Merchants Cove. Have you played so Carl has another game that he did with uh Larry and Doug called Kapow? Have you played that one?
1: Wait, or you're talking it? about the the comic book game? Kapow? Yeah. So that's
2: their other game. <laughs> Carl's on that in that game? Yep. I didn't so, even know that. Yeah. So Kapow, it was from their company two ton Porcupine, but now it released with Wise Wizard this year. Or maybe oh, last year. I didn't year. even know that. I and didn't know. that is a more complex version of uh, Dice Rome, is okay. the way I would say that okay. to give a comparison. So you actually build the dice as you play. So you're rolling dice and then gaining dice faces to add and it's a it's a uh, superhero. I, it's thought, like superhero it like a, I thought it was more like thought it was
1: more of that. Sentinels of the Multiverse type of a game. I didn't realize nope. it was Oh, mm. wow.
2: Okay. No, they added co-op in this version so you can play a cooperative version. Um but it's a it's a dice battling game and you build the dice as you go. It's it's really good. It's really thinky. Like you're trying to think, outthink your opponent and try to gain ground. Cause again, you're engine building your dice. Mm.
1: Well, that mm. is Bardwood. Interesting. Grove. Looks like you put this
0: on a lot of people's radar. Man, I, I am,
1: I'm I, definitely interested. I haven't actually played Kapow. I've met, I've met Doug a couple of times. You know, he's a, he's a Gen Con guy. So I've met him a couple of times, uh, but I've never played Kapow. So I, I want to try it. You know, I want to try it. I'm not the biggest fan of dice throw So. Sure. but if it's a better game, yeah, I'm I'm interested in playing. I,
2: I actually think that I'd be interested because it it dice throne has a lot of that heavy randomness to it. But Kapow lets you build that engine before it kind of kicks in. The random, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? You're you're building your own engine of Do you want to be very defensive? Do you want to be very offensive? Do you want to get strange and interesting abilities because you get a hero that can kind of manipulate the dice in different ways because obviously they're all they all have some asymmetric powers. To you them.
1: know what I do like about Dice Throne is the Marvel version. I do like those. Sure. Those are those are fun to play. Have you tried the Marvel ones?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I played a lot of Dice Throne.
1: All right. We're getting uh, closer to the end there. So, you know, the brand, this is a board game show. You know, we got to do it. A board game show. Play a board game. We got to play a board game. Yeah. I don't know where he is, though. We're supposed to have one more player.
0: Where is he? He said he was hanging out in uh, the green room. I don't know if he he might still be listening because he was chatting before. He is
1: not in the green room as far as I can tell. Oh, no. Hold on. Let me see if it's maybe it's my fault. Where is he? No, I don't. I don't see him. If he's there, try again uh we'll see if Evan we'll, we'll get started on this part and hopefully we can get Evan to uh, to jump in.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, Mick says it. We got to play a board game. So let's get that done. But no. Mick knows. Evan, I do not see you right now, so let me just keep looking. Nope. All right. So Steve, tell us what we're playing. And what <laughs> well, play and what we're playing for.
0: I don't know what we're playing for. That's a super secret. Um, Essentially, bragging rights all the time. Beating BJ is what we're playing for. That's right, that's Um, right. But we're going to play a version of Just One. And Just One is a game where there is a clue that some people know, and they have to try and communicate to a guesser. And our guesser is going to be, well, our guessers are going to be the chat crew. You all are going to be trying to guess from our clues what the game BJ has pulled up from BGG is. Um, at least three of us, maybe four, if we can get Evan on board, we'll get the name of a a game from BJ. Keep it quiet. In our private chat, we'll each type our clue, and we'll compare and see if we have any duplicate answers. Duplicate answers get thrown away. The chat crew will get whatever clues survive and try to figure out what game it is we're trying to give you the hint for.
1: And, the Brett, you've played just one, right? Absolutely. All right. So we're throwing a kink in here, which is a little bit of a twist. That's right, Mick. You get to play with us. Yeah, you do. We're going to – I'm going to need from the chat crew for I'll, – I'll take the first year. Somebody throw out a year. In fact, let's st- – well, well, so we'll start it up. Steve, throw out a year real quick. 2016. 2016. All right. I'm going to pick a I'm, – I'm using the randomizer to pick a random game. Okay. I've got it already. So, okay. So let's do this. Get to the private chat. I'm going to give you the name of the game in private. Okay. It's a game from 2016. And then all three of us have to come up with a clue. All right. Okay. So uh, let me think here. Let me think here. Hmm. Uh I've got mine. I've got mine. Let's uh just let me know when you're ready to lock in and we'll we'll count it down one, two, three. Steve,
0: yeah. you good? Yeah,
1: all I right. think I'm ready. Three, two, one. Oh, we've got one. Oh, oh that I was like my yours. other choice. Oh, the brand. That was a good it. one. Oh, okay. Very good. All right, chat crew. We got three great, <laughs> we got three great clues for you. 2016. Evan says he's bad at the internet. Evan, try again. Just click on that link that I gave you and uh, see if it'll work. So, okay, here we go. Here's your three clues. Game from 2016. The three clues are red Aries. And Bonacore. Well, we made it easy for them, right? Yeah, I mean, we did. Somebody's gonna get get somebody's gonna get this one. Right. So thank I'm, you. I'm
0: watching in, in chat for the first person to say the answer who will get credit for it. So That's it's right. a battle of typing now. So how do you guys handle
1: that at the portal whenever you have you know games like Barwood Grove that are really games ah. that are Kickstarter? How do y'all how do y'all hand that?
2: This retail backer. Okay. pledges. That would that be the biggest thing. So you can get it in at the same time. So that's where you'll see, like with Frosthaven, you saw stores had Frosthaven uh, available, but also people were getting it. because the stores back it as well.
1: Olympian wants to know what that last clue was. It was Bonacore, Stephen Bonacore. And you picked Stephen Bonacore, of course, Brant.
2: I did. Yes.
1: And you picked him because he was the publisher over there at Stronghold.
2: Yes, yep. and Stronghold Games uh, publisher when it was. I almost put Stronghold, but I thought Bonacore was more fun.
1: Uh, Mick would have said that we were talking terraforming Mars, but no, Ares was in there, so you could Ares was Territic in there as a clue, but it
2: wasn't 2016. I was trying.
0: I was wondering where you were, Mick. All right, so who got who got the uh, question right? I think Verla was the one who gets that, but I, you know, can you win your you know
1: the Gumbo <laughs> Overlord can always win. The gum- so yes,
0: that's true. the Gumbo Overlord always wins. All right, yes. so Verla gets credit for the first one.
1: All right, Verla, give us a give us a year. Give us a year for our for our um thing, and we'll. What year does she want to do? Or you know, actually, the brand. You'll go next. Why don't you give us a year, Brent?
2: Uh, let's go twenty oh nine. Ooh,
1: oh, making it tough here. Okay, I'm. Oh, Verla gave us
2: twenty nineteen. Okay, that'll
1: that'll be next. Uh, you know what? Let's go twenty. Do you mind if we go twenty nineteen real quick? No, it's fine. Okay, let's do that. Mick,
2: you got to be quicker, man. You got to be quicker. Get to that keyboard. Type it in. Oh no,
0: I put the wrong year. Okay, so Starla might be there. She might not even want him typing terraforming Mars, let alone saying it out loud on their podcast on their show. She is
1: she is the uh she is the Gumbo Lord. So I think we got to we got to go with her date. So, 2019. Right. I'm going to I'm going to randomize this. Oh, man. BGG got slow all of a sudden. All right, so here we go. <clears throat> hmm. This one's going to be a little tougher. Okay. Are you ready get to that private chat?
2: Wait. Right. Okay. You didn't give me the game yet. I was like, "Wait."
1: This one's going to be a little tougher. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Let's see. One word. Just one word, the brand. Um, let me think. Let me think.
2: Uh, oh, jeez.
1: Okay. I've got one. I've got one. I think I'm ready.
2: We're allowed to make up words, right?
1: You are allowed to make
2: up words if you want to. Excellent. I, no.
1: All right. I've got mine. We still have no Evan. Come on, Evan. Work that internet. Work it. Are we ready? No, Three. give me one second oh, here. No. I'm, I'm searching for the word. <laughs> the brand, you have one? I, I'm good. Okay, good. All right, Steve.
0: All right, go for Three, it. Three,
1: two, one. Oh, we, we made oh. – <laughs> I'm calling shenanigans on that
0: one, but we'll give it to you, The Brand. Yeah,
2: right. We'll give it to you. You told me I could make up words. I wanted true. to stay it away is.
0: from that one because I, I knew they – I figured they were going to need that. Okay. Yeah, the YouTubers
1: are saying, "Hey, there's a delay. We're a little behind. Well, you just got to be quick." Okay, here are your clues. It's a game from 2019. 2019, right? Yeah, 2019. Here are your three clues: mega miniature, terror, and Lovecraft. I think we did a pretty good job on this, right?
2: All right, it's to obvious hope. to me. I, yeah,
1: I think we did a good. I think okay. we're killing it. Oh wow! Oh, Olympian right there. Olympian's right on it. Cthulhu, Death May Die. Olympian, throw out, throw out a number for us, throw out a year, and we'll we'll
2: uh we'll we'll let you pick the year. Have you played Death May Die? Um, uh, the brand? So I I think it's basically exclusively the only Arkham Horror Cthulhu game I like. And I didn't it's tell you, phenomenal. Really? Like, it's my
1: favorite one. It's my favorite Arkham Horror it's style game.
2: So good. I mean I like Arkham Horror, the card game, okay, but in general, I don't like those games, and this game is phenomenal. Hmm. Yep. I've now All played right. on that Mega Miniature twice I've had the opportunity to play where he's actually the board.
0: <laughs> we oh, really? Have, we may have Evan joining. He's saying he thinks he's figured it out. Oh. Evan! Hey, hey Evan! The I don't know, okay. know if
1: you've met Evan. Evan is designer of After the Empire from Gray Fox
2: Games. Uh, oh. I think we've communicated because I played that game. Oh, nice! Yeah,
1: part of our Chuck's gaming group. Uh, we'll see you this summer, I think, Evan.
0: Oh yeah, it's gonna be a blast. good deal. All
1: right, I gotta do this again because it's coming up with 1974. Sorry about that, Olympian. So let me try cool. it again here. All right,
0: you've been so, tracking what we're doing, Evan. You're you're all good to go on rules. No, I was like rebooting, huh? rebooting computers and doing all kinds okay. of stuff. Give you a quick recap of here. what BJ's getting set. BJ is going to give us a name of a game for the four of us in private chat. If you look mm-hmm. up to the right hand side there, you should be able to see comments in private chat. He'll yep. tell us that and we're going to play just one. We have to type in our own clue mm-hmm. in there, and whichever ones get duplicated, get eliminated, we'll share them with the chat and see if they can guess the game. What we're trying to get across.
1: Hopefully, he can click over to the private chat and see our, our game.
0: We it's have a, a new game one
1: from 2017.
0: Oh. Mm.
1: Board game material says, "Yeah, way behind there." Oh, sorry about that. We we don't control the internet, but we we'll, you just got to jump in as quick as you can. All right, so you see the game, Evan. Mm-hmm. Uh let's see. I got. I need a clue for this one. Um, and remember, do I,
0: do I hit it, enter at the same time as everybody else? Yeah, yeah he'll count us down. Okay, okay. Uh
1: um, let me think.
0: Let me think. Um, I think <sighs> I, I got nine. Re- I don't really have a good one. Um, oh wait, do I type it in the private chat or in? Type the, it in the private chat. Okay.
1: All right. Three, two, one. I have a terrible one. Mine is just terrible. Oh. Okay. Okay. Here we go, chat crew. Good luck. Okay. Good luck with this one. You do have a clue. It's a game from 2017, and your four just one clues are teeth, gold bloom, T Rex, and Jurassic. Okay. They should be able to get this from three of those clues. <laughs> <laughs> one of the clues, and I'm not saying which one. wingspan. Close, close, yeah. Oh, look! There it board, is. Four game of tears, <laughs> knocking out even with the tears. delay, even with the delay. Wingspan, teeth. All right, board game of tears, throw out a uh, throw out a year for us, and we will get to the next one. And Verla. Verla
2: just missed it, missed it by that much. So close. I wonder if Mick had wingspan just queued up, hoping.
1: <laughs> Board, Board game to tears said Twitch is so so much faster than you. Oh, you
2: changed so, changed, maybe, uh, over to, yeah, to changed over to to maximize their chances.
1: Not bad at all. All right, That's throw out a year for us, and uh, so is that a game you
2: played, Evan? Or anybody? Dinosaur Island. Well? I have
0: not. Me either. I played it. Yep.
2: I, I played it. I, uh, I like the roar and right, uh, No, not the roar and right. I like the Doolasaur Island the best, the two player mm-hmm. version. Is by far my favorite of all the versions. Right. Well,
1: I get accused oh, of liking games. <laughs> Very yeah. soft in my reviews. I did not like Dinosaur Island. Oh, really? I, I've played it three times. Yeah. And each time I go, okay, this time maybe I'm gonna get it. I there it's for me, it's too long for what it does. I don't oh, yeah. mind long games. I in fact, I actually like mm. the two-hour euro. Yeah, me too. But yeah, but that one is
0: I
2: it's actually think the rounds are too clunky. Like you're playing all these phases, and that's the part that, to me, gets mm-hmm. a little clunky.
1: Which is weird because in in, in Marrakesh, right, it's seven games mashed into one. But it's the way that Dinosaur Island presents the four separate yeah. games. They they you're are not waiting not, for multiple drafts. And exactly. They they are not they're not congruous at all to me. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Mick says Starley hates the hooligans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that is that is true.
1: I do like the coins, though, because, you know, if it's late at night and, you know, you're worried uh, about getting attacked or something like that, you can always use the coins to defend you. They're some of the biggest, (laughs) heaviest coins. You do not need mace when you're walking around with those things. I am a
2: sucker for metal Mm -hmm. coins. The uh, dinosaurs yeah. are super susceptible to heavy coins. Oh yeah, that's, that's right. Throw throw and and yeah. Yeah.
0: People yeah. think people think it was a meteor. People think it was a volcano. No, it was <laughs> iron clays that killed the dinosaurs. <laughs> heavy <laughs> coins. It mm-hmm. was. It was.
1: All right. So uh, they chose two thousand eight. Okay. All right, so I, so I might be wrong. Mick says he really likes it. So it's just okay. not one I liked. All right. Oh here. We, oh, I know the one we use right here. Oh yeah. Here we go. <laughs> throwing it in there.
0: Oh. oh all right
1: the game is from um, 2008 uh, I,
0: I think i've okay. got mine here's what we're gonna have to stand oh standing uh, apart on this one
2: uh, can i turn three words into one word
1: no no yeah. i think you're doing the same thing i'm doing the brand. <laughs> i already have it so all right are we ready no, no. Wait, no, wait, wait, wait,
0: wait. <laughs> oh man.
2: I don't know. Mick is-
1: says he loves the iron clays. What is it, Mick, about just like the regular simple card game, but if you've got your poker right. chips, it's just it's just better than those little cardboard chips, right? All right, three, two, one. All right. Oh some-
0: <laughs> BJ.
1: Sometimes we play the game just for ourselves. That's, that's yeah. what <clears throat>
0: You have to, because you're certainly not making it easy for others. (laughs) Do you know what mine is? I totally know what yours is. I know what yours is. Okay, so your clues, chat crew. By the
1: way, the brand, yours was mine. So I knew I was going to get I had to
0: steer clear of that one, too. I was going to get bopped right
1: away. (laughs) All right, so here are your four clues, and it's up to you to guess which one is mine. Paleolithic, hut, agriculture, and pilots. Come on.
0: That's a great one. Come on, Steve. Is that Pontius, Pontius Pilates? Yeah, Pontius Pilates. <laughs> it's, it's Pontius Pilates. He actually was really working on his core. Mick yeah, says yeah.
1: to Latum. Good good choice. There I, we fact, go. I think, I think I'm going to declare okay. Mick the winner. Second place goes to Verla, I think, right? I,
0: hers was the next one I saw online, but they came right after. He, they were all getting it.
1: Man, Wayne was, I mean, split second behind. Look at that. Well, look, Mick was right there too. Stone
0: Age. Yep. Yeah, the Stone Age. I almost put cup for that one, but if you couldn't say stinky cup,
2: yeah, you could have you
0: could have sent people down the wrong. All right, so who road. got that one right? That was, I think I've got Verla. Verla said as soon as you said. Is that hut. BJ's famous stinky cup game? It yeah. is. Yes,
1: yeah. it is. No, it it's a. 2008 is uh, when it came out. So, yeah. Evan, give us a number. Give us a number. What year? A year? Yep. Yeah. Uh, 2012. Ooh. Solid. By the way, 2012, a very good year for games. Yes. So,
0: Agreed.
1: Let's see, let's see what just we got here.
2: Cup. I think, you know, the early editions just had a smelly cup, whatever the production was. But then, and, you know, when they made the new editions, that was like a hallmark. So they made a variety. You could get it in various stinky flavors. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Who was it
1: in our show a couple of weeks ago? Didn't believe us about the stinky cup.
0: Yeah, Who,
2: I've
1: never played this. In,
0: I've never played this in person. So I, I have I,
2: only played it online. too. Yeah, I
0: have yet to. Yeah, I, I think it's I played. It's not making with... me miss it.
2: Wait, the online one doesn't smell. <laughs> no,
0: um, you have to Steve, scratch
2: I, and sniff your screen. Steve, I
1: think I played uh, with you and Beth Sobo, right online.
0: Stone Age. Uh, Stone Age. Yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah. she do a teach for us? Um
1: it had been years been. since I played, so may have been I, all right. So I do have it in there. It's a 2012 game.
0: Okay. Oh, I got it. Right. Nobody, okay. nobody else is gonna say this. And if you do, well, then I guess I'll be wrong. Okay, I've got it. I've got my uh, clue,
1: and, and I'm see. gonna predict, Evan, it's impossible for you and I to match on this one. This okay. is impossible. Perfect. There's no way you had this. Everybody got it? Um yeah, okay. Three.
0: Stinky Cups on Two,
1: three. One. There's our clues. Good. We're good? All right. We got four. Oh, chat crew, man. We're we on it tonight.
0: We <laughs> Come on, man. Did you get it? Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Getting it doesn't mean I like it.
1: All right. Mick says it'll never leave his collection. Good, good, good. Stone Age. I actually don't own it, though. I'd, I'd like to get a copy at some point. All right, here you are. Your four clues uh, three normal clues and a Cylon. Apparently, uh, God. skullduggery that's that's getting close to okay. I'll give it, I'll give you that. I almost
0: said the exact same thing. I, I, I like it.
1: Skullduggery, beholder, cubes, and down. Down is clearly the best clue out of the four. <laughs> Let's see if we got, do you get that one or not? The brand, oh, one? I got it, okay. I got it, yeah. See, I think it's my clue that's giving them the, these easy, easy. Look how, oh. look how, yeah, quick I'm gonna they're getting
2: vote it. no. I'm there, there, it
1: is. What's that?
2: I'm voting no.
1: <laughs> All right, so we got, oh, it looks like Wayne got it, right? Large or water deep? Well, uh, Mick had working?
2: any game from 2012.
1: Oh, that's Damn. his answer. Yeah, nailed it. Mm. Nailed it. Okay, we'll give Mick first place, but second place, and the <laughs> one that wins is, uh, is, yeah. Lords of Waterdeep from Wayne. Yeah. Is that Wayne? Okay, cool. Got it right before... Because I, I, Do you guys see that on your screen or you don't get all the comments? You all I, all the I'm comments?
0: seeing it on the screen and it seemed like Mortex. Is that Wayne?
1: Yeah, that's Wayne. It was yeah. the first one to pop. Wayne, throw out a year for us.
0: How are the standings, by the way? It seems like it's pretty split. I think Verla's the only one who's got a duplicate so far. Yeah. Oh, Someone's got to tie ooh. Verla. And we BJ, you're lucky people didn't forward. go with Bunny Kingdom on that one. We...
1: Okay, you did get it then.
0: Yeah, of course I got it. Board <laughs> game of tears.
1: Lords of Waterdeep down. Lords of Waterdeep <laughs> down. Come on. Did you get that one by the way, Evan? The Lords of Waterdeep down. Was that uh, one?
0: I didn't until you just said it like that. Okay.
1: Ever the Cylon, Evan. Ever the Cylon.
0: <laughs> yes. Even when, right. we're, even when we're not playing BSG. I never even read. I never read the book. No, good book.
1: Oh, we've got some good ones here. Uh, What was the year? I didn't hear the year. 2010. 2010. 2010. Okay. mm, We've got some good ones, but I I think I know the one we're going to pick. Okay, here we go. Okay. Okay. Uh, This is totally random. Totally random, by the way. Yeah, yeah, of course. Did I say that out loud? (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) All right, here we go. Oh, I can't talk here.
0: All right. You got Uh, time for,
1: for one or two more, Brent?
2: sure yeah okay I know hopefully, you have school so hopefully I'm giving you a clue for the correct game I'm like I think I played this one okay yeah. and just to clarify I'm a teacher not a student the way yeah, you but... said that. I know you have school in the morning can you stay up <laughs> you yeah. can you
1: stay up late <laughs> oh, And I don't even have
2: a clue for this one. Oh. Oh,
0: geez
1: oh man okay
0: <laughs> oh, He's Don't crazy. even pretend like you were thinking about it. You picked the one that you wanted to that has the goofy clue that you want to say. <laughs> I did. Totally did. All right, are we ready? Yeah. No, no, oh, not yet. I gotta write uh, it down. I gotta write it down in our Grant, uh, I forgot how much
1: Grant. fun we have with this with this just one. Hey, we used to play this, we used to play it as just one medium. We would give two clues oh, and you God, had to man. think of the medium in between it, and then uh, all of us would have that in private, and we'd eliminate the clues to try to get people to guess <laughs> what Oh, it was too complicated. This this is a little bit streamlined. All right, three, two, one. I like it, I like it. We're given four great fan, well, three good clues and one fantastic (laughs) clue. We've got sci-fi, dice, colony, and journey from a game from 2010, Mm. 2010.
0: This one might be tougher.
1: Oh, that's a good point. Watch the movie and play Lords of War after that. that. that Has anybody seen the movie yet? uh No, not
0: yet. Didn't see it. I want to see it. I heard it exceeded expectations. I I heard the same, yeah.
1: Steve, have we stumped the chat crew? This is going to be
0: tough because
1: it's very quiet.
0: Beyond the Sun is more more new. We've got to go back.
1: Actually, I'm going to give Beyond the Sun, I'm going to give that the win. But we're playing for second place right now. What, if they, said, the right what if they
0: said? What if they
2: said till When does that expansion come out for Beyond the Sun? It's soon, yeah. right? You can actually get it now. You can actually oh. get it now.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm hearing some people are getting it out in the wild. So oh, all, right. All, right. all right, I'm gonna look yeah. for it. Mm. I'd uh, be so
2: mad if it was in my store and I didn't see it. Uh, <laughs> we've got
1: uh, Firefly. Uh, we have got Terra going Mars. back to the well.
0: Uh, uh, wow!
1: Did we stump them?
0: Maybe. Was I oh, wrong? Because so I'm not even sure if my clue was any good. I haven't played the game. I I think I know what the game is, but I, I almost said
2: authors. I didn't know if that would help, but doesn't uh, sound like it. Quantum mm. is a
1: good choice. Quantum a, good, is a good, game. good
2: game. Ooh, wow, that's a that's a deep dive. So, right what there. if we had
1: said Kickstarter? Would that have been the clue that you, it that did. may have? Am I thinking of the
2: wrong game? Here?
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: you. No, you. It I it's think got you're... dice in it for sure. Okay.
0: Okay.
1: Wow. <laughs> no, we stumped them. No. You got to no. go
2: back. Everybody, that's too recent. Quantum is the furthest one back. You got to go back. Oh, that's close. War Game
0: to Tears is is on the track there. Back. Oh, no. Yeah, this is the back. game I was thinking of.
2: Okay. 2010. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, it's right there. Rocket ship? <laughs> it's it's right there. It's right by me. That's why back. I picked it. Is that a newer copy?
1: <laughs> it is right yeah. behind you. That's the, uh, the 10th edition.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: It's the 10th anniversary edition, so uh we don't have it. i don't think anybody's think got it so i'm kind of call. blocking the uh, name uh any other clues to give
2: them
0: because i think we're stuck someone here, who right? knows it better than me would have to give one. Out oh, hey, there it is nick, nick's got nick. it
2: nick nicely done hey. nick. a clue other than pointing to the box behind <laughs> <laughs> the visual clue right it's a visual show
1: all right Mick, hey. give us a give us a this is our, this I... our last one let's do this as the last one okay. the big one all right this one is going to be worth 100 points.
0: Yep.
2: And your clue yeah. has to be spelled backwards. Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wayne now, was close. Because
2: you can't say that.
1: Wayne, you got to be honest. Did you get it from the box or, was, or uh, us discussing it? Or was the Kickstarter the thing? Because, you know, it it was the first Kickstarter. I remember there may have been Kickstarters before then. It was kind of that first big one that came out. Mm-hmm. Right, Brad? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah
2: 2010 totally... was kind of when Kickstarter started, right? Yeah. yeah I remember yeah. somebody telling me they got off a of Kickstarter, and I was like, excuse me? Where is that? yeah <laughs> who are says, they kickstarter connecticut
0: <laughs> <laughs> i've been there it's a nice town nice town Wayne yeah. said
1: first big kickstarter that's what yeah. tipped him off mick said it was it was the dyson colony clues no one is saying journey i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> yeah mick says 2022 a great year in game oh wow okay.
2: 2022 i can't remember that year okay <laughs> we talked about it takes it. me
0: back <laughs>
1: Ah, let's, see. let's
0: see, let's see, let's see.
1: Because we're, we're completely doing this um, random here. OK. Sure. <laughs> totally, totally random. Are we ready?
0: Yes. Uh-huh. Oh. Um. I haven't Ooh. played this one. I haven't played this one either. Should probably, I go with probably can't just name the designer, right?
1: Yeah. You could?
0: <laughs> That's no, you yeah. cheating. That's a fair game. We did y'all, do that with a with a publisher
1: before. Do y'all want a different one, or y'all okay with this one?
0: Um, I'm okay with it, but I don't know if my clue's gonna be fantastic. That makes it even better. It's a hundred right. points, right? Okay, it's for hundred points. points. I haven't played it. Uh, I'm actually okay.
1: stumped right now. Hmm. Oh, you know what? I've got one. I've got one. I think this would not be a shock to anybody that sees this one. So this will be good. I'll I'll play it mm. straight for once.
2: Oh, then I will play it silly with a heavily t- hyphenated word. Yes, <laughs> I like it.
1: All right, three. Okay, Whoa, two,
0: hold on, hold on. I got uh, yeah. to Three, uh,
1: four, five, four, three. Uh, what are we going to? Pi. <laughs> <Five>. When he <laughs> says <laughs> pie, we enter. Pi. Are we ready?
0: Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. Three,
1: two, one. Ah. Oh, nice. <laughs> I completely approve. I completely Solid. approve. Solid. Nice and done. Okay, here we go. I like it. The year is 2022. So think back, get, 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 think back to the year 2022. I know it was a long time ago. Here are your four clues.
2: I had four more strands of hair. <laughs> right.
1: Hurricane, Lacerda, clouds, and rage against the. That, that's all you get. I mean, these are real. I don't know how they're going to get it from those four clues. It's impossible. Oh, come on. Come oh, yeah.
0: on. No, board came to tears. Jumping it didn't in. Even take,
1: it didn't even take us. I don't even think I finished the four clues before they were typing in. It is Weather Machine and Burla's there.
2: And can't yeah, wait. Way back it was like,
0: in the year 2022. Way back. I met Tom Morello
2: at the uh, New York City uh, Museum of Natural History. He was just there. Very cool. Weather Machine.
0: This is bringing me back to my Lollapalooza days. BJ had Stone Temple Pilots with Rage Against the
2: Machine.
1: <laughs> Journey?
2: No. Uh, I don't I said, think they made it to Lollapalooza. Yeah, yeah.
1: Next time, watch it on Twitch, she says. Yep, that's, that's yep. how you win. No? So who's our winner tonight, Steve?
0: Well, with the with the big bonus of the 100-point the final clue, Board Game to Tears finally just climbs over and uh, steps to the top of the table over Verlap
1: congratulations uh as per the arrangement the brand is going to send you a thousand dollars worth of free games from portal just do it you have to pay for the shipping and the cost of the game
2: and the cost of the game right i will just send them
1: (laughs) yeah i didn't say they would send them free i'm just saying they'll send it to you you just have to pay for them and the shipping so as long as you're as long as you do that just make arrangements with them
0: well done nice win
1: no it's a great year of gaming 2022 was uh, actually fantastic year of gaming all right, that's uh, that's our board game, uh, Just One, with a little twist, board game style. Thank you guys for playing it. Thanks that for jumping in too, money.
0: Evan. Yeah, of course. Sorry it took me some uh, some time. And good to see you again, Brent. I, I, I was like, oh, wait, I do remember you. So I do remember you. <laughs> right Brain Rollers
1: podcast, Evan. Make sure you subscribe and listen. They got an episode dropping tomorrow.
0: Oh,
2: Links posted and earlier. Step into the portal is my YouTube channel where I stream live.
1: All right, Evan, I'll send you back to the green room. Yes. All right, man. The Brad, that was fun, man. So glad we got right. to finally get you on the show. I've been on your show, but you've never been on mine. So this was is, is I actually know, fun, man. We did the we did those um what I, we did the the review of Car- Caritos. Is that what it was?
2: Oh my gosh! Caritos? Yeah, yeah. It's we're been a while. Back a right? little bit and trying to remember. Yeah.
1: How can people uh, reach you if they want to mm-hmm. locate you or the podcast? Tell tell them how to find you, Brad.
2: Yeah, I mean the easiest thing to do, I guess, is to. Uh, email us at rightbrainrollers at gmail.com. Uh, you can also check out the channel subscribe to step into the portal if you want to see there's a lot of Marvel Champions plays but I play a lot of games including after the Empire was streamed on there. Um, and you can find me on Facebook and various groups and things like that.
1: And you'll be at a couple of conventions not this year no are you gonna be I will to be at Gen
2: year? Con this year working the Cephalo Fair booth so people can find me there uh, helping out with Cephalo Fair uh i'll be at pax unplugged uh probably not working at any booth probably just around and those are the two conventions i plan to make it oh i'm also going to be at the level up convention which is a brand new convention happening in Stamford, connecticut
1: oh i heard you talk about that on your uh, podcast yep that, that's so the one that i'll uh, be at that one yeah you and eric were talking about that so olympian says yeah, that's, that's we'll just up the road from us. us we'll stop by and say hi at gen con You'll be awesome. at the Dice Tower Con, uh, at the Dice Tower booth at GidCon? Cephalo Fair, That's right. Okay.
2: I'll also be at the Dice Tower Awards, so <laughs> people can find me there.
1: All right, Board Gamers, that's it for another episode of Gumbo Live. Uh, make sure to like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash BoardGameGumbo, or you can do the YouTube or Twitch channels. That way you can always find out about what our next show coming up. And, in fact, in two weeks, we will have my buddies from the Board Boys podcast First time they've been on the show also. That should be a lot of fun. I'm not sure who's going to be on there. I know Rob will be there. Maybe Cam, maybe Jake, maybe Tim. We'll see who's going to be there. But it should be a lot of fun, the Board Boys podcast. Reminder, catch us on Twitch on the opposite Tuesdays. That's twitch.tv board game gumbo, twitch.tv slash boardgamegumbo, where we play your games live on Twitch Tuesdays in the Gumbo Pot. I'm BJ for More Game Gumbo. And for the brand, for Evan, and for Steve, until next time, les zeres bon roule.